Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we sit down with Eric Cleary of Orange List. And Orange List, if you're not familiar with them, is a property management company based out of the Niagara region, but they cover all the way from Niagara to Hamilton, and they're dipping their toe into the Burlington area now as well. So they cover kind of a, a big part of the Golden Horseshoe there as you turn around the lake if you're coming from Toronto. And these guys are very interesting because when we first met them, we kind of... I don't want to say we dismissed them, but we thought, oh, you're going into property management. And we had been so burned by so many property managers over the years um, that we just didn't have the highest hopes for their own success. And maybe that's bad, but I think we were just a little jaded at that point. But they absolutely proved us wrong. Orange List has been fantastic. Different rock star members have been using them over the years. Um, and Eric's coming back on this episode to just give us an update on what they're seeing in rents. I think it's fascinating to see just how the evolution of rents in the Ontario area has developed over the last five or six years. So we get updates on you know what, what he's seeing from tenant demand, rents in the area, how they're dealing with different properties during this time. So we get a great update on all that kind of stuff. And to be fair, there are now multiple property managers that we have had a lot of success with. So we have found some good property managers it is definitely a tough business and orange list is one of the good ones. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that chat. And listen, if you are listening to this and you want some real estate specific information for yourself, you can join us at the next free training class that we do, which is an introductory real estate investing class where Nick and I sit down and share some of the strategies. We actually just completely revamped that presentation and that training class. So the next one that we do will be the brand new version of that. It's a lot of the same strategies that we've been using over the years. We just kind of changed up the presentation to make it fresh. So if you want an introductory feeler to the real introductory feeler, introductory in introduction to the real estate industry here in uh, real estate industry, let me try that again. If you want an introduction to investment real estate here in Ontario and income properties here in Ontario, you can register for that class by going to CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. You will get uh, a reservation for that class. Nick and I will be live on the class. We stick around after the class to do a whole bunch of Q&A. So if you have any questions around mortgage rates, cash flow, interest rates, appreciation, the economy, debt, whatever it is that's on your mind, we will stick around and answer all your questions. So you can register for that at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's enough with the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Eric Cleary. No, Cleary. 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 Yeah, Eric Cleary. It. And I was just saying, he's basically a Viking. Because he's sitting here with a man bun, and uh, is that what it are still called, man buns? I think so. I yeah, haven't checked. Man bun. What color is your hair? It's uh, it's orange? like an ash blonde. A ash blonde. Man it's not bun orange. With a beard. <laughs> the beard. Sorry. The beard is orange. The beard the, with the beard. And dude, you just kind of look like a Viking. And then you told me you're from originally. Where did you grow up? A uh, small town in New Brunswick called uh, Ormacto. Ormacto. Yeah. How many people? grown a little bit. I think it was around ten to 12,000 when I was growing oh, up. So. Okay. Played hockey? I did, yeah. What, what position? 
Left wing and center. Because Sidney Crosby was your friend? Mm, he never texted me back, but oh, really? I but guess you tried we're friends. To, you yeah. were trying to reach out. <laughs> but, uh, and then you journey all the way. You, you leave New Brunswick to come to what, school? Yeah, I went to Brock. You went to, oh, that's why you're in St. Catharines. Now mm. you're seeing, wow. So you just went to Brock, because now you're in St. Catharines for how many years? Uh, since 2011. I've never really had to turn the volume down as my you speak loud and clear. Um, 2011. Yep. Holy smokes. But dude, I really think you have Viking blood in you. You look like a Viking. If you want to buy me one of those Ancestry DNA kits. You've never taken I, I, one? I do have one at home, actually. And you've never taken it? I haven't gone that far yet, no. No, dude. Like, I, when you see mine, because I guess because our mo- mother's Scottish, so you can I, you can see I have that influence in my DNA, and then our father's Croatian, mm-hmm. so I have that uh, that influence heavy. But then there's just like, I think any if you have European ancestry, I think we all have, it, what was it on the DNA test? It doesn't say German. Is it Bavarian or no? Ger- Germania? I forget. But like, there's always that kind of German influence in yep. there too. But uh, I think there's just Viking ancestry in you. Yeah, I'm not very handy. Dude, look at and you. I, I feel like you and, could just be on like on the mast of a boat, <laughs> just leading the charge. It's it's either that or a running back. You know. Yeah, a, yeah. As okay, a football yeah, player. I get I get that. Maybe, so yeah, I could see you as a football player too. But uh, um, so on to important business. What is the rental market like? Like, what are you seeing? First of all, Orange List. For those people who don't know who Orange List is, what who what is Orange List? So we're a give full, us a nice corporate answer. Give us the yeah, corporate yeah, yeah. answer. We're we're a full service property management company um, that can deal with your asset from essentially start to finish. You know, in terms of collecting the rent, dealing with the maintenance, um, ongoing inspections to make sure there's normal wear and tear. You know, change furnace filters, check lint traps. So essentially, everything that's needed um, when owning an investment property, from dealing with the tenants to just uh, you know regular upkeep. Of the property, we take care of. Um, so it's. Uh, I can't believe you said lint traps because it's so true. Like when oh, it yeah. boils down to it, what the things that you have to do as a landlord are change those freaking furnace filters <laughs> and lint traps. I can't tell you how many times Nick and I had calls from tenants. These would be students that the, there's no uh, there's no light, and I said, well, okay, I guess there's like so there's no power, and you know you get there and it's either the light bulbs out. Yeah. Like there's power in the house, but there's just no light. The light bulb needs change. That's the whole problem. Yeah. Or a breaker has gone and they have no idea. They just have to like push GFI the fire. Yeah. yeah. Something Do so- all your clients get these fancy pamphlets? Absolutely. This, yeah. Funny story, fancy actually. pamphlets for everyone? Yeah. So this one, I, we're not on video, but the Brian, this was the first thing Brian and I created like six years ago. And you were proud of it, eh? Brian's Dutch. So he's that cheap. He ordered so many that... Six years later, we still have hundreds <laughs> of these things laying around. And uh, there's even a spelling mistake that I won't point out. But uh, yeah. He ordered 100,000 of them. So that <laughs> yeah, because well, well, like, you know, for 100, you pay whatever, 100 bucks. Yeah. And for 1,000 or 10,000, you pay 500, right? Five, it's more than that. 5,000 of these things he ordered. And I think like 2,500. <laughs> Where do you to, store them? He, he saved like a cent. He's like, yeah, it's worth it. Let's get the extra 2,500. I'm like, all right. So. so now you just hand them out. To, so it, they store it, them in the properties they manage for for other people. <laughs> every orange list property has this nice brochure on cardstock. But yes, the, every new client gets this package, which just some things to expect as an owner. Um, some of our services broken down, and then uh-huh. I was kind of laughing. I'm not laughing at them, but I was I was like a rhetorical question. But yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. We because yeah. Nick and I both, but we've had so many just people, specifically property managers. I think we've had so, over the years so many people throw us nice glossy stuff, and then they tell us they can do the world. Uh, and you get them going and then you realize they can't do anything. But uh, you guys have been the exception and you brought it up. I think five years ago, I said, hey, good to meet you, Eric. But I think you're probably going to fail. 
Yeah. Because this is a hard business and other property. Did you? Yeah. He <laughs> did say that. How's actually. that for a vote of confidence? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I said fail. What did I say? I, you're, it's gonna you be will tough. struggle miserably <laughs> and, and upset us one day. So enjoy, enjoy this relationship while it lasts. <laughs> and, but hey, here we are. Maybe, maybe he framed it a little different than that, but that's no, pretty probably up. not. Yeah, probably yeah. Not. So, so to your credit, you survived. Yeah, and I have to yeah. give you credit because to this day, whenever we see a property, because every Monday here at Rockstar, we go through all the different properties investors have purchased. And if someone's using orange list to fill it, it comes up on our sheet. The person on the team here will say orange list is handling that one. And I'll give you credit to this day. Every time we've asked is orange list on it. Is there any problems with orange list? Never. We've always heard good things. You guys have always been on the ball. And it's property management, so I know there's going no, to be... No, nothing's perfect. Nothing's it's a reactive business, so there's always going to be problems. It's just how you deal with the problems, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah. that is the best compliment I can pay you because I can tell you over the years, we've just seen nothing but problems with various property managers. And you guys have you know, stood the t- withstood the test of time. So yeah, congrats. Thank you. I appreciate that. So. Um, we're, I'm curious, what, what Nick, I was just going to ask him, by the way, doesn't he look like a Viking? I just think you opened up your, opera, now you just opened up someone that's going to send you an email saying, oh, you know, here's the problems that I've had. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, let me you. tell you about you Orange You do look a little Viking-ish. Um, yeah, no, that's that's good. If there's people like, I mean, we're open to feedback, good or bad, right? I mean, it's... And I didn't mean to say you're perfect. None of us are. Yeah, Rockstar's not. Yeah. yeah, so... But no, you got the Viking look with the, 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 the hair and the beard. Yeah, I condition yeah. it once a week. Yeah, do you? Maybe twice. He actually has hair, not like me or you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife tells me I act like a Viking all the time. We've watched too many of those shows, and she's like, <laughs> well, here's no, another example. Because she'll point yeah, it out. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Really? She's like, here's another example of you acting yeah, like a yeah. Viking. Yeah, like, yeah well, Nick it. watched that show. I was going to surprise Nick with that sword from that one show. What oh, The Last Kingdom? The Last Kingdom. Have you watched The Last oh, Kingdom? No. What was it? Oh, Uhtred? Uhtred. Son oh. of Uhtred? Uhtred? Son of Babenberg? I can't even say I told my wife I was going to hang a poster of this guy in our bedroom. I'm like, this guy's the best man. He's my best friend. Oh, and then I wanted to walk around with, because he's always walking around with a sword on his back. Yeah. I'm like, I want the sword and I want a poster of him. And, How did that uh, conversation go? Yeah. yeah, I got neither. I'm still yeah. married, though. But that's probably why I got neither. <laughs> on to serious <laughs> business. What are you seeing in the St. Catharines? Uh, what, what's going on out there? Are there a lot of, I guess anyone listening to this from, that's from the area is going to probably have some sense. But for those people who are in like Toronto and not familiar with that whole area, your orange list is covering Niagara to Burlington, you're saying now, pretty much, that whole space? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say we're deep inside the Burlington market by any so means. So it's a Hamilton? Yeah, like Hamilton for sure. Um, you know, we have, uh, I'm going to say close to 80, 90 doors in Hamilton. So nothing crazy, but that's growing. That's still a good amount. Yeah, yeah. it's it's certainly growing. And Burlington, we, we have, I think, maybe 10 properties. We're a little bit more selective. We do have contacts that, you know, obviously can service the properties in those areas, but... You know, we wouldn't be able to take on something that might require the process of eliminating tenants and renovating. It's just a little bit far. Doesn't mean we won't be set up for it soon, but um, obviously we can provide all those services anywhere in Hamilton and Niagara. You know, we can we can we've been helping you guys actually do a lot of renovations. So done a couple of projects with JP and, you know, so small or big, we can kind of also provide that service within the, within the property management. And then what, what, um, when COVID broke out, were you guys just thinking like everybody was thinking like, oh my gosh, no one's going to pay that. I don't know if it was April 1st, would it be April 1st? Yeah, Rent it was, was a little sketchy. Yeah. No, was like, April, April, before April, everyone thought April 1st was going to be a real problem with, with rent collection. Yeah. Did you think the same? And then what did you see April 1st, May 1st? Yeah, we were. We were very worried. Um, Brian was was in Hawaii, and so I was like dealing with the forefront of this. And he's like, "Well, I'm not coming back. I'm staying yeah, here." No and, kidding. Good, good job. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, so of course we were we were really concerned, but you know we were 
kind of confident that we've done a really good job in, in who we rented to. And the way we vet our tenants is kind of what's the worst case scenario. No one could have prepared for something like this, but through certain strategies, like do they have lines of credit? Do they have savings? You know, if something happens in their life, what's the likelihood that they're not going to make these payments? So that actually proved to be a pretty good approach, and most of our tenants paid. And I took a little bit of a laid-back approach that also turned out to work out very well. Not with every tenant, but with a lot of tenants. You know, I wasn't like, on the 1st, you have to pay this, and on the 11th, you pay this. You know, I said, let's. what, what are you comfortable paying with on the 1st? You know, pay the balance when you can. And I was giving people discounts, like some long-term tenants that had been with us for two, three years, and, and saying, you know what, your rent's not 18, it's 16 for the next three months. They would come in and pay their full rent anyway. They were so appreciative and, and gracious towards us, which was which is unbelievable. And that happened in, in three or four different uh, scenarios. So Smart by you. I think that's the better way. Because some people we heard were telling people, no, you must pay full rent on the first or, you know, the N4 is going out. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not really how you, be- Nick, you were big on this, remember? That's not really how you behave in this kind of situation. And I think having some um, compassion in these kinds of situations really serves you well. So that's, uh, that was that was a smart smart thing for you. So. You got to adjust. You totally got to adjust. I said the same thing to one, uh, this one tenant that I see regularly. And um, so I see them more often. So I said, I'm like, look, it's hard times. You know, like if you need a, a change or whatever, they've paid late a number of times, like, a, you know, by a couple of weeks, but they've always paying paying the rent in full. And they never took me up on the offer. Like, so to, to your point, but it's just, I think it's just being normal. It's the people that have run everything to me exactly by the book and and i can understand the logic of doing that because you need your systems and stuff like that too right so i can understand being like look if you don't pay this is it but when when there's extenuating circumstances then you got to kind of adjust a little bit i think i found the most successful landlords or investors i should say are the ones that can kind of ebb and flow a little bit you know they kind of like it's not everything is not black and white they realize that there's shades of gray and they have to adjust accordingly yeah there's no blanket solution I don't think, right? Like you just mentioned, there's systems and processes of how you approach things, and that's a, that's important, don't get me wrong. But a tenant that's been with you for three years paying their rent on time every month, yeah. I'm going to approach that situation a little bit different than somebody that's only lived there for maybe two, three months and is now saying, I've got no money, I can't pay. It's like, well, hey, and, you know, you had a $20,000 line of credit with you know $1,000 balance. What happened to that nineteen grand? Well, I bought a car. So, you know, unless, unless something drastic happened in their life, they do have the money to pay, and, and that's important information that we have. So as an owner, don't, don't try to, if you own two properties or 10, you know, don't just have a solution for all 10. I mean, you got to approach you know, each, each property a little bit differently. It, I think. We even heard from one of uh, the paralegal from Kelly Hawks. I don't know if you know Kelly or not, but we work no. a bunch with her. But she, uh, she said even when the landlord tenant board kind of got back rolling, that a lot of the adjudicators were looking at the landlords and wondering if they had tried to work with the tenant and taking that into consideration because they were looking for people that were being a little bit reasonable with it, right? So that, like, I just think in life in general, that stuff will matter. Absolutely. And I think it did shock us all at how much rent came in. Like you were saying, you were kind of, Surprise. Well, the numbers were huge. Like all across the REITs and every investor, yeah. the numbers were well. Like, then remember May 1st, everybody was like, okay, well, maybe May 1st. And then the rents came in on May 1st. And it yeah. was like, wow, I guess people do really need a place to live because it seems like they're willing to make the rent payment 
And the federal government was dumping money into everyone's bank account, so they used it to It took a little bit of time, though. I can't remember when Serb and stuff first hit, but it took a bit of time. Yeah, it wasn't for April 1st. And I I don't think it was May 1st. 1st. Yeah, was it around right around the beginning of May? Yeah, May, June, and and stuff. But over the last, uh, I guess, nine months now, Nick Nick and I have read different shareholder letters from some big investment houses in investment companies in the U.S., and it's really interesting. Some of the most, that you would think, aggressive tech focused investment companies, they list off all these things that they're investing in different, you know, as I said, different tech companies and they list off different different things. And then a few of them listed off, which surprised us, single family rental properties. And I thought that was just shocking to me. Mm-hmm. And they and they listed off, here's our top 10. Remember, you know the shareholder letter I'm talking about? And it was like the single family homes. They are just the most liquid piece of real estate and they're a very stable piece of real estate. The income is very secure on these things. And there was actually a study that we discovered, Nick, I forget what it, where it was last spring. Do you remember that thing that we discovered where they had, um, a, I think it was a Harvard study that had gone back to mm-hmm. 2007, 2008 during the financial crisis. And they thought multi-unit apartment buildings, the vacancy rates would be better there than single family homes. But it turned out in the middle of economic a crisis the single family homes had the lowest vacancy rate or the oh. best occupancy rate and the rentals and they didn't know if it was because families joining together or what was yeah. happening but i thought wow single family homes we've always thought this to be the case since our family situation in the 1990s but it's really proven that they are very kind of durable type investments yeah. um so what in do you the th- starter category in the starter because you home could category, get six million dollars single yeah, yeah. family homes and that's a whole different ball game yeah Absolutely. And so what are you seeing now? You know, real estate prices have changed a lot. And are you seeing it reflected in rent? Like, are you surprised in St. Catherine? Maybe you can give us what you what have you seen in St. Catherine's over the last maybe five years? Can you give us an evolution of rents? Oh, my God. Five years. Just just to paint the picture. Yeah, it's a lifetime. What's happened in the last five years there? How long ago did uh, did Orange List start? Um, This June will be six years. Okay, so since Orange List started and the same property, what it rented at six years ago to now. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll run you through. um, It'll be kind of hard to. I'll just pick segments. Yeah, so yeah, totally. Let's look at a like a detached home and maybe a semi-detached. You know, these things were selling in you know 2016 for you know you can get a semi for like 200 to 230 thousand. It was renting upstairs for around 13 to 1400. The basement was renting for around 11 to 13. Okay, let's fast forward on the same kind of semi-detached house. They're selling for now 550. 500, 525. I just sold one for 571 three weeks ago. The rents now are upstairs. You're getting between 18 and 1900. And then on a lower level, um, one or two bedroom, the rents are very much the same. You're getting anywhere from 14 to 1550. Um, so, I mean, the rents are going up as prices increase. Um, I think there's going to be another surge in, in, in rental rates. Why is that? I just think the demand, um, again, the supply in the nice stuff, in the good neighborhoods, the low density stuff is still not, the supply doesn't meet the demand. And, you know, the, the rental market's fluctuating. On a, on a, it's much different than the real estate market where it's more consistent, big waves. The, the, the rental market's like, you know, busy one week, slow one week, busy two weeks, slow two weeks. So I, I just think that um, as, as investors continue to look into those good neighborhoods, and buy nice properties that have kind of unique features and, and, you know. What's a unique feature? Like I just sold one that had a nice skylight in the kitchen, you know, um, really old but well-kept hardwood. 
throughout, like thick trim, like just a really nice vibe. And and when when I walked in there, I was like, wow, it's lots of the windows were in the right spot, lots of light. That was a semi-detached. Yeah. And how long? So if that one was going to be rented out, how long would it take to rent out? Uh, main level take anywhere from two to four weeks. Again, it's a really high end. We're asking for for nineteen hundred plus, which again, there's not a ton of comparables. Um, but again, that kind of goes back to my point where I think these rental rates are going to continue to, to to increase and rise. So, anywhere from two to four weeks. I mean, you're looking for somebody that has a really good income. You know, uh, obviously has maybe owned a home before, downsizing. I mean, every demographics different but we have a definitely a professional we're not looking for a family so it is a pretty unique profile though are you seeing any changes in who's renting then because like li- listen 1900 that's for the the main floor correct of a house yep you know we when we started we were renting out whole homes for 14 1500 dollars in hamilton never mind st Catharines. Yep. so 1900 dollars for the main floor are you seeing a change in who's renting these things out or are they working in st Catharines or the niagara region proper or are they driving into hamilton Brantford, Woodstock, what, what, who's renting these things out? Yeah, it's 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 local. Definitely a mix of both. Like the surge, we've been seeing the Toronto buyers, I would say for the last few years, coming in waves to buy in Niagara. Obviously, much more over the last six months, even a year than ever before. But the 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 increase in volume in people renting from GTA in in the Niagara region, from Hamilton, even Burlington, is crazy. Right. Like we, we rarely would get somebody that that operates, you know, in terms of where they work in the GTA looking to rent in Niagara. And we're seeing that now um, consistently. So and then go go train. They're using the go train to get around. No, oh, it's, right it, now, the schedule is kind of weak, yeah, yeah. but it's it's what the, one of the big things is they don't know where they want to buy yet. Right. Like they've all, all they've ever known is is Oakville, Toronto. You know, Niagara, it's, you know, it looks nice, but, you know, maybe you I'll rent for Oakville under the bus. Dude, we live in Oakville, man. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm saying joking. these people, yeah, they, they know these areas. They don't know where they necessarily, you know, is it Niagara on the Lake? Is it St. Yeah. Catharines? Is it well in? Yeah. So they rent for a year or two and that's premium for investors because you get these unbelievable people that have owned nice homes. They've got lots of liquid cash. Because they own expensive real estate. They're testing it. Yeah. Especially now with COVID, right? They're like, ah, you know what? Maybe I do want to live in Niagara. Let's go see what it's like for a little bit. Yeah. And then testing it out there. Divorcees. I hate to say this, that I, you know, it's not like I pry on people getting divorced, but they make excellent (laughs) tenants. And there's a lot of divorces happening in in Canada. So you get people that can't buy. Why do they make excellent tenants? Well, because they've owned homes, right? They know how to, yeah, they know how to take care of things. They've got good jobs. They're just unfortunately in a position where they can't buy right away. No, this isn't every case. This or they might just, not even want to. To your point, yeah. they just want to test it out. They're like, hey, they're newly divorced, and they're like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. So 1900 yeah. bucks, you're seeing just a good quality of tenant. Oh, yeah. Like um, healthcare professionals, like, you know, we just rented to a like a manager. Um, you know, she makes great, like $95,000 a year, really good credit. You know, the kind of th- we look for tenants that, that are going to be in a position to buy in a couple years because for your clients and mine, you don't want a tenant that's going to walk in and be like, oh my gosh, I want to live here forever. That's bad. What type of income ratio are you looking for, like rent to income ratio? It should, you know, rent and utilities shouldn't make up more than 40% of their total income. You know, there's obviously exceptions. If it's a $1,000 bachelor unit and someone's working part-time, like, you know, we might use a different model there. But on a, on a more executive detached or I call these kind of executive, these nice main level apartments, you know, even basements at fourteen, fifteen hundred, the income should be well within. And you, you guys are using sta- credit scores? Because I think I was they talking to the guys at Rentify and I think your the orange list came up. Do you guys use Rentify as well or no? We use certain. 
Um, oh yeah, they've oh, always used certain. That's right. The rent, yeah, we use rent sync now. Oh okay. For the maintenance, it's a good way to kind of track the communication and. Yeah no the the rentify was the, the instead of doing stuff you can get a credit check credit score from them, mm-hmm. but they will go into. The, the tenant uh, will actually link their bank account. And it's not like a, a, a strong link, but they just log in or something. There's some platform and it tries to verify their story. So if they say that they make whatever, five grand a month or whatever the number is, it will it goes through their bank account and it, it spits you out a report saying, yeah, we saw the five grand a month coming in. We saw that the rent payment that they said they were paying of 1500 bucks a month is accurate. It's we crazy. saw that coming out every month. Wow. So it's actually, it, it goes through their bank statement and verifies that type of stuff and then send you a report on that which was a new thing that we that was kind we of had never heard of that us, before right? yeah. So yeah no versus we're not, the standard credit score yeah so certain um it will verify their income uses equifax as the credit platform it will verify some of the stuff like previous addresses um their type of title at their position where they've worked how long so it, it does verify that's obviously more integrated into yeah it's like yeah because like, going through the bank i was like yeah. I, because, and then i asked them i'm like aren't you getting pushback like who's gonna who's gonna give I'm you not, their bank login yeah. to do this but they they're getting it it's so there's weird these, and there's gonna be more and more of that for sure but yeah. this is this is the first one but yeah so so standard credits credit check stuff you're going through yeah right. another and so yeah to go back to kind of you know so to kind of answer your question about how things have changed over the past five six years i think it's a big thing that people are doing that I'm doing now with my investors and I'm seeing other investors do it is, is splitting the hydro meter is a big one to try to pass that hydro expense off to, to the tenants. You know, it's around a 3000 to $3,500 investment. So you're talking if it's rented top and bottom, instead of having yeah. one hydro meter, split it in half yeah. so you can be very clear on who owes what. Correct. And you then you don't have to account for that hydro expense in your, in your monthly expenses. Another thing um, is, I think people have been doing this for quite some time, but even more so now is make sure you're stretching that mortgage over 30 years instead of 25. That'll also help with your your monthly cash flow. And and most investors are are doing this for a long-term play. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people still don't know you can do that. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of people don't. You're right. There was a time, Nick, I don't know how many years ago. Remember, there was 40-year amortizations and then 35 and 40 was pretty common. Can you guys bring that back, please? (laughs) No, we were just talking about this. The the amortization table on those were were hilarious because the amount of principal you paid in like the first year was like $1 a month. Like it was so low. Was 40-year around the time? Do you remember when it was 0% down? We had the closing costs being covered by the seller and 40-year. So we had 0% down payments insured by we have seeming. someone here one of, one of the guys on the team I, I, I don't know if he wants to share this or not but he bought a property zero down closing costs included 40 year mortgage wow. like if there's so winning, he literally, there's winning and there's winning yeah. when yeah. when was that recent this, no, this, that was like no. 2000 oh, okay. probably 2008 7 8 yeah yeah, yeah sometime like it was a different yeah. climate back then oh yeah but just think about that yeah, and he cash flowed and he cash zero down for and he cash flowed because 40 year mortgage and he held on to that property because he recently sold it like a couple of years ago so he held on to that property for maybe eight, nine years and then sold it. Wow. I don't know what the ROI was as a percentage base, but it's, you can't get better. Yeah. Well, if it was zero, zero, then <laughs> yeah, it's an yeah, infinite yeah. response, yeah, infinite yeah, yeah. return. Free asset. There was time involved. I'm sure there was some crappy stuff he dealt with. Is there some stuff when, you're, when you're, you've been dealing with different uh, tenants in different properties, is there some stuff that you're surprised um, that people d- don't check or, or anything surprised you about tenants in general? Like, has it been easier than you thought dealing with tenants? Harder? Any surprises in this business? Because now you've been in it for a while. You know what? The the thing that always kind of catches us off guard is is the relationships between the actual tenants. So if you, a couple, 
you know, these people are excellent. They got wonderful income, credit. And then like three months later, it's like they're going through a divorce and there's cops are at the house. Like those are things you really cannot prevent. And I mean, when you're vetting a tenant, it's like, well, how solid is your relationship? You know, like those are questions that you, you know, we try to ask different things that are appropriate, but that's always to this day, what shocks me the most is you've got these people that have these wonderful lives, good credit, you know, beautiful families, everything looks awesome. They check out, they're like the most optimal, perfect poster tenant we can find. And in a matter of months, they can just like deteriorate. And then one's moving out, the other one can't afford. So that's yeah, what, just... What have you been doing? Because we've dealt with that over the years too. How do, you, how do you tackle that one where one moves out, the other one's saying they can't afford it, but you they want to stay because we've had that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, if you if you can... We've made exceptions of someone that we might, on their own, we wouldn't have put them into the house. But now that they're there, they might be able to make it work. If they're able to make it work, great. I've got a tenant right now that's way overpaying. You know, her husband made, you know, 80, 90K a year. They were able to afford it together, but she's now on her own, and she's been paying it on her own, and I want to get her out because I feel bad. I'm like, this is so much. This is like... 70% of your income, like yeah, rent, but she's making those payments. So it's like, who am I to force her out? You yeah. know, it's, it's so, you know, you can give them options, right? You know, like, you know, we have something in place to help tenants that, that where life happens and they got to break their lease, right? It's okay. Well, can continue paying until we re-rent it. You know, you're going to cover some of these costs that, that, that goes into, you know, us re-renting it and, you know, we'll let and you have out of people done that with you. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's, 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 it happens. Honestly. I mean, we do probably about 20 of those deals a year at least where somebody, you know, it might be at their ninth month of the year. It might be three months, might be five months. It happens, right? Job promotions, splitting up, you know, whatever it may be. You know, we've had some tenants that are like, well, I've got no money. I'm not paying. We guarantee that tenant for the first 12 months, right? So we've done, you know, Orange List will pay. It's, I forgot that you guys do that. Orange yeah. List, you're going to pay out of pocket if they miss the rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For we'll, 12 months? No, no, we don't pay the rent. We will replace the tenant for free. So let's oh, say your God. tenant moves in. That's why I, I forgot that you don't. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good deal. And then for 12 months, because I agree with you, the number, yeah. the number one thing that we've seen as well, especially with the, when we were doing a lot of rent-to-owns early on and yeah. we were really kind of focused on that, the number one reason those people didn't buy out initially would be um, some sort of domestic breakdown, like 100%. It, was, it wasn't even close. We laughed. We were like, we could have like rock, we could have another business and it could be like Rockstar Relationship Counseling <laughs> and all our clients are built in. We yeah. just we send one letter to all these rental yeah. properties and we're like, we're busy, right? I think we yeah. felt bad for a lot of years when in those kinds of situations, but then you kind of realize, we kind of learned that lesson we talked about the other day, just that you're not going to save the world. Yeah, you know, you, you can, can kind of do everything no. you can, be fair, be compassionate, but you're not going to save the world. Well, and, and some of those people might be beyond saving anyways. Yeah. You know, not saving, Shh. but like, you, no, no. I mean, look, if there's like a real jerk that's in a property and he's, you know, maybe. He, yeah, it's like, not appropriate for them to stay. Yeah, like then yeah. it's like you don't even want it. Some people, maybe they don't, they haven't earned the help. Yeah. Right. And then there's the other side of it where, they, of course, you, you want to help those people for sure. Yeah, we're human beings, you know. Be empathetic, be compassionate, but I'm very firm believer on this. When it comes to your real estate investment, you have to treat it like a business. Mm-hmm. And the moment you get too heavy leaned in compassion or this, your investment will stop performing as yeah. a business. And every, as a, every investor has to go through it the first time. Yeah. It's, like, it's so I hard talk, to teach people I, that. I, I talked to a to guy. Be burned. Yeah. yeah. I talked to a guy on Sunday by chance. I, I bumped into him at the gym and he was telling me uh, they had a property, they had sold it a couple of years ago. 
But he's like, you know, I, I just did everything wrong the first time. We, we thought we found a great tenant. We bought into her, her sob story, this and that, and it didn't work out. And I'm just, I was laughing, not in a bad way, but I'm like, we all yeah, go we've through all been that. there. We, like, absolutely. I think, I don't know, I'd say probably like 90% of the investors we work with learn that lesson yeah. at one time or another. We, and then they're like, okay, I'm not doing that again. I get it, right? <laughs> it's, it's, so it's bad because you have to maintain your compassion as you get older because you've been burned so many times. It's easy just to be ha- too hard the other yeah. way. Right. Yeah. Especially with good people. But um, OK, so uh, investors usually will come to us and they'll, they'll be scared of a few things. Damages, um, house burning down, uh, that kind of thing. What, what is do you, what can you talk to us about that? Do you see a lot of tenants leave properties with like I think people are scared of like holes in all the walls. And I know we always have the, the one off crazy story, but maybe as a percentage basis or when I say those things, what comes to mind for you? Damages and major catastrophes. I mean, Orange List uh, does quarterly inspections. So every three months, we physically go into the property. That does a few things. If you do have tenants that are a little bit messier, um, I think most tenants want to have a pretty good relationship with their landlord, definitely the people that we rent to and, and, and so on. So, you know, the house gets cleaned at least well every three months. So, you know, it gives us an opportunity to really see the wear and tear. Um, and I'm not, this isn't obviously perfect across the board but you know it, it also keeps the tenant from day one because before they even sign the lease we're like we're coming into the house every three months I think that sets the expectation that there's going to be a, a level of onusness on, on them to to make sure the property is well maintained and their dog doesn't destroy hardwood floors and you know the, there's not a million magnets and and scratches all over the stainless steel appliances because we will hold them accountable and we're not going to hold you accountable when you move out and you don't care about us anymore we're going to hold you accountable at three months at six and so months. how do you do that i put too many magnets on the fridge and it's all scratched up you know there's i mean that's an example i we I've, i noticed that on my fridge my kids got magnets. <laughs> <laughs> you know but there's different things like uh, well, you know like do a hole in the wall yeah like that's something that we'll get I mean, if it's small or big, we'll get a contractor in there, you know, hey, this is one of our trusted people. He'll come in, give us a quote. We give the quote to the tenant. You know, it's, it's 300 bucks. He'll fix it. Are you okay with this? Yeah, no problem. We'll get the payment up front. Contractor will go and do the work. Um, I've, I've had a, a student house where their cats have destroyed carpet screens. Caught that six months in. I collected the 2500 or $3,000 up front, okay? And then I kind of ordered the screens well in advance, but I didn't go do the, the, the repairs until they moved out. So I'm not going to put new stuff in there for them to destroy. Twenty five hundred dollars. It was screens? a lot, yeah. In 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 carpet for the stairs. On, oh, got yeah. it. Okay. That was actually a rockstar client that that I got that. So You're just throwing rockstar clients right under the bus. No, right? I'm say, I'm helping yeah, rockstar oh, yeah, clients. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, I got oh, them got the it, money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that was an example. But and, you let the students have cats. That's like yeah. The they had Eric. What's going on, man? You got a screen <laughs> for the cats. They, they, you got a screen for the cats. They were the bald Siamese. <laughs> I thought you know like. So anyways, that's an example of, of, of us catching something early on, you know, getting the money up because the tenants like and the way out, like it's going to be kind of hard yeah. to get the money. Yeah. If they've got to pay you rent for the next six months and deal with you on a regular basis, it's, they're going to be pretty uncomfortable knowing that we're hounding them for money. Like you did this. We've got photos like, you know, we can start the documentation process if we have to through the landlord and tenant board. And during you know. COVID, how was it getting contractors in? Did some contractors not want to go in and some tenants not want them? I think now it's a bit better. Now, you know, yeah, we had, you know, one of the big things was, you know, lots of notice, you know, leave all the doors open, turn the lights on. We're in there with masks, gloves. We don't need to touch anything. Right. Okay, so, so it was still happening. 
we didn't do the inspections for, I think, five months. Okay. We had to kind of freeze them sure. for, for obvious reasons, right? I mean, people are kind of up in the – we didn't even know what it was. I don't, no one did, right? No. So, But no, now there, are, there is some pushback. Like I'd be lying if I said there wasn't one or two tenants every week that are like, oh, I really don't want you guys in. And some of them we've had to stall and, and wait till maybe they're away – for a no, period of time. And, but at the end of the day, it's it's something we're very upfront with. And and it, some people are more prone, um, or, or I can't think of the word, but COVID would have a much more negative effect on them than others. Yeah, so, yeah if they have pre-existing condition yeah, or something. Pre- sure, yeah, yeah, like asthma and stuff, then yeah, we'll do everything we can to accommodate. And, you know, if we... I'm sure like, there's a percentage of people that just don't care either. Yeah, like, yeah, fine, come in, who yep. cares? You know, like... Yep. I think that's where the world's gone now. And it's it, remember, it's 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 not called a damage inspection. That's what it is, but it's a fire inspection for their safety. We gotta make sure the smoke alarms are good. Gotta make sure the fire alarms are good. Gotta change the furnace filter. We gotta do mm-hmm. those things. And then right? you're checking for damage at the same time. Of course. That's yeah. the biggest yeah. thing why we're there. But yeah. all these other variables that we do look at, like I said, the lint traps, they're important things. But the foot in the door is it's a fire inspection, right? Now we also call it a fire and damage inspection because people are like, you're here for a fire inspection. Why are you looking at my closet? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah, so we kind of... But some of those things are small, but they're important. important. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't mean just the furnace filter for furnace maintenance. You yeah. said the lint trap, which is yep. like we're joking about. But no, but it's the, important. The lint, that stupid lint trap, the tenants will never clean, like especially student properties, they yeah. will never clean that. And the, the basically the, the, fur, the, the dryer pretty much stops working. Yeah. They run it for long periods of time, and it actually becomes a fire hazard, and it's the simplest thing to do. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into property, and I guess the fire alarm went off or whatever. It's down. Batteries are out of the fire alarm. You know, and you got to, for that reason, you got to show that you're doing those inspections because for a liability standpoint, it protects you if you have a record of doing that stuff. The lint trap things are reminding me of a York uh, student rental that I used to have where they started this one girl that I had in there started making it a profit center because I was paying for the water and she was running laundry for like the whole freaking student neighborhood. So I got one of those alerts from the water company like this month, your water bill is 39 (laughs) times higher. You have an entrepreneur in your basement. Yeah, and I I figured it out. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then one of the other students is like, well, she's washing laundry just like constantly in here. So she was charging people. I had to talk to her. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, I'm paying for the water here. You can't. Appreciate your enthusiasm. Not for her though, yeah. Yeah, I'm subsidizing your business. You know, either we're equity partners in this particular yeah, business yeah. or you're not doing this anymore but uh, something came up on the pets that Nick and I didn't know is that we would screen for pets but then we realized in Ontario after if somebody gets a pet you really can't do anything about it I was shocked so I true. thought if it was you know, hey listen there's no dogs here you know for different reasons the people upstairs didn't want it or you know there's an allergy or something so there's no dogs that were letting mm-hmm. in this but then if someone gets a pet afterwards in Ontario that's like a human rights thing and you can't get rid of the the pet did, I think, I, well, did that shock you as well when you found that out yeah I mean it's it's the only if you're an investor listening to this and you're like I'm never gonna own a piece of real estate that has a pet then you got to find a condominium declaration that has like the tightest rules surrounding pets because other than that I mean you're they're you're gonna toast. happen yeah, you, yeah you know so again what about, what about if let's say it's a second suite so basement unit yep and the the upstairs person has an allergy. They yeah. have to sign. But if they sign saying they have an allergy, then you then they, they have to. Get rid- I, I forget. I forget what Kelly told me. I think not in an apartment building they, because of the way the ventilation is done. Supposedly done differently. They have whatever, to declare. Yeah, it's like reasonable enjoyments being disturbed because of this allergy yeah. situation. Then you have to go to the tenant board, 
and I forget if it's a guaranteed lock that you win or that, not. That's how we've always gotten, not gotten around it, but this is the, when we've been asked, and has been primarily, with single family stuff, they usually don't ask. They just kind of go do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and But with the students, I've gotten asked a few times, and when I tell them, like, hey, look, here's here's the way, here's what we would, we would need. And one of the things is I just, I need in writing something that says everyone in the house has no problems with it, no allergies, they're not impacted by it, whatever, because we need to make sure that we're not impacting yeah. them. And I'd say almost always, because I had that request with a new group just a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and one of the girls said, no, they don't want it. And almost always that is kind of, when, it, when it's a group for a student property because there's a number of people, there's yeah. always been one person that's like, no, it doesn't work for me. We have, I, I, yeah, it's always, it, we have had a couple of years where we, I remember cats, don't you? I mean, a couple of cats. I think there was once, yeah, one once. year. In the we also yeah. bought a house, Nick and I, in Oakville as a rental. And remember they, was it cat or dog piss? It was cat. cat. Yeah, we and had we had to we had to we did that bombing of the house where oh, you yeah. smoke yeah. bomb it or, and it worked. I was remember yeah something like that. Where were they coming with something? They, I, I forget. forget There's they, kills paint too. Okay, and like a. I know that's for mold and stuff though primarily. Yeah, it? but it also gets rid of like a smoky. Okay, like a, like good animal like feces will like be on a kind of infiltrate everything in the house and yes it really mainly affects the flooring and stuff like that but just the smell will get into the paint yeah i heard it was cat piss it was we used was it serve pro the local That's who serve it was. pro and serve they came pro. in with some smoker type thing yeah. or whatever it was the and hamilton was division of serve pro yeah. they were amazing and i was shocked at how much of a difference it made yeah. specifically yeah. For we had te- we had new tenants who were just going to leave they're like listen we're trying to move in we can't take the smell no. And we thought, holy crap, this is pretty bad. We can't just clean it. And we didn't paint the walls with that paint you're talking about or anything. Mm-hmm. But these guys kind of came in and solved the problem. Mm-hmm. I couldn't yep. believe it. It was, uh, yeah, Eduardo. I forget his name there. But so, okay, so when houses turn over, does Orange List have like a protocol, like some kind of process on the tur- turnover? And how does that you better look? with that many doors? You better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have we have three contractors um, that do the move in, move out inspections. So. Um, so the maintenance department has three girls. One of those three deals with just Pam. She deals with the quarterly inspections. So booking them with tenants, owners. She also books and organizes the move-in, move-out inspections. So that conversation starts anywhere from three weeks to two weeks out. And they start to book. Because most people are pretty, like the kind of tenants that we have are organized, you know, professionals. They know what day they're going to be moving out, when their family's helping them, when the moving truck. So we'll schedule a time. Jeff will go there. For instance, is one of our contractors we use, and you know he'll he'll walk around, make sure all the garbage bags. If, if she's like, well, hey, you know the tenant, for instance, like I I need you know I I don't have space for these garbage bags. He'll throw them in the truck. You know we don't charge for that. You know it's there's little things we can do. So essentially, there. Let's say he, you know he's doing Niagara Falls that day, um, and it just works out. You might hit me. I have to go back tomorrow because one of the houses wasn't ready. Whatever. He'll drive by and meet every tenant and, and kind of do a final inspection of the property to make sure there's no, you know, again, we've been there three months ago. So has anything crazy happened in the last three months? That's what we're there to kind of see. Um, and like I said, he will throw some bags of garbage in and, you know, we do get our places cleaned. It's rare that a tenant will leave a place as clean as we want it for the next tenant. So that's an expense that we do tell our owners about for sure. We do charge a key deposit. Right. And this is kind of our way around because you're not allowed to charge a security deposit in Ontario. So we have a, a $50 key deposit and 100 It's not a lot, but 
it is a little bit if they don't leave the house in a good shape that we have to put towards. But officially, you're not allowed to charge a key deposit, I thought. Well, it's, it's, I yeah, mean, it's fine I mean, if you do, if you ask for it and they agree to it, you know what I mean? But it, I, for reasonable you can't cost, mandate yeah. It. yeah. Yeah, for reasonable cost, right? Because, you know, to replace a key and lock and lock time it. and effort, it's expensive. So, and, and the tenants that leave it really bad usually, you know, might not bring their key back or whatever. I mean, I've had tenants bring the key back and it's like, well, hey, you left this place a mess. And they're like, well, just keep my deposit then, whatever. So, yeah, no, I that's see. not every situation, but and yeah, so and the ones that aren't bringing their key back are typically the ones that might leave it a little bit exactly. dirty and stuff, anyways, because they're yeah. not looking at the details. Okay, I got yeah. it. I got it. Makes sense. And so then you are um, screening. Will, will you not take certain properties then? Orange list will say like because you, you've brought up several times that your tenants are really great tenants. So, yeah, are, but there's some prop. The reason I, this comes the to answer is yes. I already know just yeah. from the properties yeah. I I've seen well, in my why. life. We I had know one of our some. lawyers who I won't mention. One of our lawyers a long time ago, Nick, do you know the story about so uh, he turned to us and said, hey, guys, I can really buy this amazing triplex in this one area of Hamilton. And, and we, he told us where and we're like, oof, I don't know about that particular area. Mm. And I, we said, you know, the, the, the renters who are going to rent from there, they might not even from our experience, they might even have bank accounts like you're going to be collecting cash every month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, that's going to be really hard to collect. And remember what he told us, Nick? He goes, well. I know some people that are going to be able to connect. I got to collect. <laughs> and I remember thinking, holy shit. Uh, like, I don't even, I'm like, don't buy the property. I don't know who your contacts are that are going to yeah, collect. Yeah. We had our, we had our suspicions, but do you remember that story that I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so I'm just thinking of you because every city has got its areas where some of the rental, pro- uh, rental properties get a little bit tougher, uh, you know, like a or tougher Or just crowd. the properties are, I've been so or be down. poorly maintained by the, by the investor too. I mean, yeah, we're as much as people are vetting us, we're, we're vetting them too. Yeah. Right. Like, we take pride in, in the properties we manage. Not every investor has to have a beautiful, gorgeous investment that's top of the line and attracts the best person. But, you know, something that we might get a call and, and they're like, hey, this is my property. And we go look at it and it's in really rough shape and there's an opportunity to improve it. And they don't want to do that. That might be someone that we don't work with. Right. Because I was going to say it's the same thing. It's not just the property. It's, it's the investor. Yeah. Because there's some people that I just wouldn't want to work with. Like they're yep. just not reasonable as it, it's there's a relationship and you're almost getting into some sort of business partnership because yep. you're the, they're the front you're the face yep. for these guys making these financial decisions that are impacting these tenants and if yep. they're really just there's no compassion or they're just real jerks you just if that's not the way your belief system works and you don't want to be associated yep. with those people or if there's things to be repaired and they're like nope i don't want to spend the the I don't care if the toilet's leaking. Yeah. Tough, you know, and it's just it doesn't work. And we and we have a paralegal that we work closely with, and and some people call us, and and I'm going to be very vocal, like we're not a cleanup crew. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people have tried it on their own and unfortunately made some poor decisions. You know what's crazy? A lot of the bad situations we see, it's the investor's fault. Like, it's not the tenant. It's like the investor just took these steps that were so ridiculous. It's like, why did you do that? You know, of course the tenant hates yeah, you oh, yeah. Does any example yeah. come to mind on that yeah like i've had i've had investors just show up like that's a big one they feel like they own the house and they don't need you to know we've, we've had a lot of investors yeah it's like we had an investor no but they show up if they don't pay rent but all people that have gone like i don't know many stories people just show up at the house for oh you no mean reason. just show up to like just, party yeah, with the no tenants? no no but like even to just go look at something in the backyard yeah. or like they don't necessarily have to go in they just don't feel the need and i try to tell all my investors guys you said you own the investment; it's yours, but it's only as good as the the people that are living there and paying the rent. They're paying you a dollar amount to call that place home. Treat it like you got to treat them like that, Holy right? You got to treat it yeah. like yeah. We've had people not pay rent, so the investors like you know what I'm going to handle this. We've had and people, they just show up. We've had yeah. people <laughs> knock on tenant stores with a baseball bat in hand and call me 
while they're there and me telling them, get away from the house right now. Yeah. This is only going to end poorly and you're going to be the one suffering here. Not me. I'm like, Trust go me. get it, man. No, yeah, one, yeah, time, yeah. one time I had somebody leaving Oakville driving to a rental property and they were in a fit of rage. That was about, on my advice. And, I said, and, go just go no, get them. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I was literally on the phone. I had to call one of our paralegals on a weekend say, I need an emergency favor here. Can you please call this person and tell them the legal ramifications of what they're about to do? Yeah, and... and, and Threatening people like yeah, landlords, yeah. investors, yeah. they they think texting and threatening their tenant. It's like, do you, you know what then, the landlord and tenant board is? Like, and you know what? Yeah. Look, look, you got to be con- use common sense. If you're going to yeah. threaten someone, do it verbally, where you, they don't have a record of it on the text message. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, yeah. Happy, you're texting this big long threat that some adjudicator is going to just hold against you. I've that. I've had to not that we're condoning doing it verbally either. Yeah, we're yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. how silly can you be uh, to document? I've this. had to people threaten. can interpret what I'm saying how they want. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Like I've had to threaten investors and be like dude if you reach out one more time like i'm out i'm not dealing with this at all like you're creating a hurricane for yourself and for me like we've we've had a conversation this happened actually recently i won't mention any names of course but you know their their tenant is actually just going through some legit stuff and the landlord's like threatening to show up threatening to call their place of work and tell their boss that that i'm going to tell your boss what kind of piece of you know, you are and, oh and you should be fired because you don't pay your rent. I'm like, man, do you know? And it's in a text message. <laughs> not like, Stand not like, a, you know, like yeah. it's so those are conversations we try to have. And like, you're not doing yourself any favors. Like, stop. You know, it's uh, there's a way to there's a way to approach these things. And, and that's not it. We were doing I remember one rent to own. And it was a rent to own where the tenant ultimately you're hoping they're going to buy the property at the end of that, like three year lease. And this one investor moved a great family in on the day of moving or the day after, I should say, they reached out to the investor saying, hey, you know what? One of the floorboards is a little bit loose around the steps here. Can you kind of just get that fixed for us? And they were like, well, no. It's a rent to own. You're handling all the things. You're going to buy this property. Yeah, and they just uh, gave them, they just and gave them like thousands of dollars. Yeah, we're we're like, payment. listen, it's day one. Like maybe yeah. after two years and they were the cause of the problem, you can yeah. push back a little bit and say, you should fix that. But on day one, and they were just adamant. No, it's not my problem. Yeah. They moved in. It's their problem. I'm like, this is the very definition of how to ruin a, an investor or yeah. landlord tenant relationship. Pick your battles, right? There, there, is a, there is a lot of moments where us as a corporation, you guys as a company, investors as landlords, there's going to be battles where, yeah, you stand up and, 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 but you got to choose that wisely. You know, like something like that, for instance, is a terrible example. On day one. You know, like. You I know. always give that new investors who I, I find out are engineers. I always give engineers a hard time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're an engineer. Here we go. Cause they, cause they, they follow. They'll have like, a spreadsheet. To their, macros. Yeah. And to their credit, they follow the process to like exactly, but there's no diversion. So it's only the process. And I'm like, you guys can build like the, thank God for engineers, buildings and bridges and all this stuff. The world would be a terrible place without them. But when it comes to investing, there's got to be, there's got to be like an engine. There's got to be a second ring we yeah. give them. We give them one ring for their engineering degree and then a second <laughs> ring for their like investing degree. We like carve one of the little yeah. edges off or something. Social skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where do you think we're, and let's stay with Niagara region, that, that, that top floor that rented for 1900 bucks as an example that you read. Where do you think we're headed like in a year or three years? You pick the time frame. Like where do you think this rent is headed? I I honestly, uh, we're starting to, we, I feel like on a smaller scale, obviously we don't have like huge market share, but I feel like we were part of the, you know, pushing the thresholds back in 
you know, 2016, 2017. And I feel like we're kind of there almost again. We've rode this wave of consistency and prices going up for the past two, three years. But, you know, we've we've now just rented a main level in Welland, okay, and in, in a nice, um, really nice semi-detached raised bungalow. We got $2,000. It had a very unique kitchen that was like a just massive gorgeous. island the size of this but still, that was like, I, I can't think of any other main levels that have rented that I've seen for that much. So, you know, I think as pools become more important too, that'll be another thing that helps get, like there's a house I'm looking at right now and it's got a really nice in-ground pool. I think I could rent that rent that main level um, for about 2200 2300 And this is an ordinary semi-detached, again, raised bungalow. So, How are you guys handling the management of a pool? Pool, yeah. So there's, I mean, again, you can, as you know, with the lease, you've got to attach other legal documents because just kind of scrubbing things in. So you're putting it on them, on the tenant to manage the pool. Correct. It's, it, we don't have a ton of properties with pools. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking it's, it's un- yeah, most yeah, yeah, yeah. people would shy away from a property with a pool. There's, Is this above ground or in ground? So we have mostly in-ground. Okay, because um, then they're, they're stuck with it pretty much, or it's a big expense to yeah, get rid of Yeah, like we had one of our clients, we have a waterfront property. It's like $4,200 a month in rent. Gorgeous home. The tenant opens or covers all the costs for opening it, closing it, general maintenance. Like we had a pump go. And the owner, again, the tenants had been there for so long, and they did agree to cover the expenses and all that, but the owner paid for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys have been great, right? So now, if they're not m- using it properly... You know, then then that's something that you know. So again, I haven't been in that situation. It introduces but. a bit more complexity. Let's face for sure. It. But yeah, if that's everybody's why. reasonable, you can make it work. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying go out and buy houses that have pools. No. I just think those things are going to help really get those crazy rents that you see, right? Because it, it's it, people aren't traveling. It right? definitely so. se- it de- definitely separates you, right? And yeah. then there, I know the liability. We looked into the liability at one point. And it wasn't that much additional coverage for the liability with the pool for rental property. It wasn't it wasn't, wasn't substantial, yeah. yeah. So so one more thing. How about noise complaints between top bottom tenants? And the reason I have that is Nick and I on some properties, we've had videos sent to us where the you know the, oh, yeah. the couple in the basement's having sex and we're getting the video of like the upstairs tenant Not complaint. of them having sex. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> not getting you the, have those videos? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not getting the video of them having <laughs> Where's sex. Where is that going? We're getting the video of the floorboards because the the tenants upstairs are like recording the sounds. And they're pointing their 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 phone to their yeah, floor. Yeah, it's their dining room. Their like, di- Look yeah. what we're eating and in with we our real- young kids. Yeah, we realize that you shouldn't put a young couple in the basement where the bedroom is underneath the uh, the uh, the kitchen, and they're working night shift, and the hours are different. I don't know. I mean, you just thought when people were eating upstairs, you might not decide not to. You might decide yeah, to be I, quiet I, about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't realize that that was going to be a problem. So we got all. So these how do you weird deal videos. with sex in um, properties? It's yeah. it's it's <laughs> that's a tough one. I was hoping to give me an easier example, but you mentioned a good point, and and it's you definitely as an investor, whether you hire a company like us, because we're certainly thinking this way, or you're doing it yourself, you got to focus on the dynamic, right? Like, are you going to put a family upstairs of a young couple? Newly in love, fresh out of university, you know, like, no, right? You got to you gotta think about that because I don't care how much your contractor, because, you know, says, oh, we got resilient Soundproof. channel. Yeah, sound- yeah. No, 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 no. You'll never eradicate all of the sound. You can, you can invest the money and that's not a bad thing. It does help, but you're never going to get rid of all of it. So just really be mindful of, 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 of who you're putting in there and, and don't look at it like, oh my gosh, these people seem okay and I can get it rented and done. If you try to rush it, that's where you run into a lot of these things. And, and investors are like, oh my gosh, somebody wants to rent my house, I gotta have them. Like, don't look at it like that. 
right? If you have a nice space, you set it up properly in a good neighborhood, all those things, you will get a tenant. It just, it might take a little bit of time. So if that does happen, you reach out to them, have a conversation. That could be awkward. I've had those conversations. You know, I've, I've seen some weird shit over the years too. Oh, I believe uh, it. <laughs> uh, dur- during, uh, th- during those inspections. But anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, you can approach it. If it becomes an ongoing frequent thing, that's when you have to start, you know, filling out the paperwork and, and, you know, the fact that somebody's lifestyle is impacting the living environment of, yeah. Of and you have to tenant. get the other tenants to sign off. It's a little bit of a, of a, yeah. a weird one, but, uh, okay. And orange list, where are you finding your own staff? So we have a lot of, I think like 13 or sorry, 11 people, uh, that work for, we have 50 employees, 11 of them are, are Brock grads and, uh, and Niagara college, which is kind of cool. So, you know, oh, so you're advertising as students are graduating for, in some departments, like we've learned in our maintenance department and for the ladies, if they're listening, you guys are great. You know, it's, we need somebody with some experience. We are trying to apply that young, fresh out and they have no, they don't have enough job experience to know what a good job is. So when you're dealing with tenants and landlords all day, you know, the tenants are complaining about the toilet. The owner's like, well, how much is that going to be to fix the toilet? You know, yeah, you need somebody. In the it's, it's a challenging position to say the least. So we needed somebody that, that has more experience. So um, that's what we've been doing. People that have, that have had certain jobs in the customer service industry, you know, maybe, maybe call centers, stuff like that. And it's worked out well. So yeah, that's for, been impressive what you guys have done. I'll have to say just after going back to our, the beginning of our conversation, seeing the way you guys have been able to grow and add people and have the processes in place. Yeah. I thought you would have broken by now I'm as well. Per, most, we've seen it often with property management companies because, sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. As I say, most investors, they want a good property manager and, and, it's, so it's easy. I shouldn't say easy. Well, it is. It's 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 easier to get clients if you're just willing to take on any clients. Yep. And and then they don't. Their processes don't keep up, and then they break. Right. So I. But I did completely interrupt you. I apologize. I don't. No, that's say. what I was going to say. It's been impressive to watch you guys. So congrats. Thank you. We're constantly like Brian and I have had meetings for the last two weeks about we have new cleaning checklists. Like we're never done, whether it's small or not. If it's important to us, we know it's going to be important to the clients and people like you guys. So that's the thing. We're never done innovating or or focusing on something small to make it better. Like we just want it to be almost perfect. We know it's never going to be perfect, but the cleaning checklist, like like somebody has to check off that now, you know, the top of the stove is done, the top of the fridge is done, the inside of the fridge, little things like that. Like, you know, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to organize and then introduce as part of um, a system and a process. But we know eventually once it becomes habitual, you know, we've now at Solved least up. eradicated or, or, or helped dismantle that issue that was constantly arising. So I don't know so. if we're talking about fees or not, but um, what areas do you cover? What type of homes? Are, you know, let's map it out. What's, what, are, what are the services? So yeah, we, we, we cover pretty much anything um, real estate related. So from, uh, you know, single family residential to multi-unit uh, to uh, apartment buildings to mix residential commercial um, we are heavily invested across the entire Niagara region. Um, we're also pretty invested in the Hamilton market. And like I said, we're just kind of dipping our toe into the, to the Burlington space. So, you know, um, fees are, are, that's the other cool thing about Oranges is the fees you pay, aside from the unknown maintenance, are very clear, right? It's, it's, it's 8% of the gross monthly rent for the management fee. It's 75% of one month's rent for the finder's fee. That's for placing a tenant. And then it's $180 for the entire year. It's $45 every quarter to do the quarterly inspections. Um, 
some other fees, you know, you're going to have, you know, some small charges for furnace filters. You know, you're going to have some batteries for your sure, snow normal arms, stuff, right? But we do not mark up our maintenance. And I know I'm one of the only property management companies that doesn't do that. And I've talked to other professionals in the industry that are successful and they think I'm crazy. They honestly think I'm crazy. And you're doing that because? I just think it's people, there's the, the stigma surrounding around property management is, well, they, you know, what are you paying for? When are they going to do this? When are they going to do that? So we've tried as hard as we possibly can to be as transparent as possible. And I honestly, to this day, Brian, I will, urge, uh, will argue and agree that it's one of the reasons we're growing faster, I think, than anybody else is because people can see that. We, 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 we will put the electrical bill in our invoice and send it to the client. And it's not like, well, well, you could have a system on the back end where you mark it up. It's like, no, the electrician went and fixed this for a hundred bucks. Like that's what it costs. You know and what, what I mean? do I get? Monthly statements, quarterly statements, annual statements? Yeah, you get you get a nice monthly statement through PayProp. You get multiple, right? So you get a little one in the beginning of the month, show money in, money out. And then on the 15th of the month, you'll get a nice detailed report that's perfect for your taxes, for your accountant. And then the uh, QuickBooks invoices that have receipts and stuff, that'll supplement those statements. So that's all you need to give to your accountant at the uh, at the end of the year. I think it was PayProp. That's why I might've been on yeah. their site. I think it was on the, I might've been on their site yeah. a few weeks ago or whatever. And I think that's maybe where I saw Orange List. Yeah, we just, they invited, I, I did a, the, the, their CEO actually invited me to do a podcast and do, or sorry, webinar. Um, oh yeah. So. You're not allowed to do any other podcast other than this podcast. <laughs> Who do you yeah, think so, you are? Yeah, this is it. so is, they, so, they've been great. Like, I mean, PayProps is, is in a phenomenal company. I mean, I've got nothing but good I think things one, to say. Uh, yeah. What's your back? Because, yeah, there is, there, I see the Viking. Yeah, and, total and, Viking. So what's, back to what's the, the Viking. What's you know what? He put his sword in the closet at the front of the I, I, I Like I said, I have I've, I have an ancestry, an ancestry thing. I haven't done it yet, but yeah. I, I've got some German, my a little bit of Irish. There you go. Yeah, I'll um, over there. Definitely between the chest hair popping out, the beard, over on a boat. There's some wooden boat that came across the ocean. I want to get two big mugs. You can't see me right now, but I I think I'm beautiful. I mean, my, my mother, my mother tells me I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cute. Yeah. So. Oh, don't worry. Just when they see you walking, walking down anywhere, I've seen you walk around. I know I, by looking at you, I know you think you're beautiful. So. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, uh, Eric, man, we appreciate this. So uh, you know, always love chatting with you, and uh, and really, so the biggest thing is that you've been offering great service. And I know I, 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 was, I thought maybe you wouldn't survive. So I just want to repeat, man. Way to go for, for you guys to yeah. pull this off this long and growing the way you are. Congrats, man. Yeah, it's that nice is, having someone to reach out to with experience too, right? That you can just run a question by and stuff yeah. like that too. And I know you have, cool. your, you have your real estate license now as well. So that's cool because then you know both sides. You know, yep. you, know you can be looking at properties and, and you've been really great to our team with that as well and being re, re, really respectful of all the different yeah, relationships. So, And I think that's why it's worked. So, And uh, your agents call me all the time. Just, hey, Eric, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm just, uh, you know, I've, I've dropped what I was doing to go look at something for for one of your agents and I and I'm, we're always here like that's you guys. not what Nadim says Nadim says you're never calling oh, I'm yeah, joking yeah, yeah, you're yeah, always yeah. calling no, him no, back no. I'm joking so I'm we, joking <laughs> we love our relationship with you guys we value it we, you guys have, have helped us immensely and we're not afraid to say that right how like, did we meet cool. you initially through it wasn't Nadim, Nadim, Nadim right? yeah. Yeah, Nadim was yeah. the first one yeah Hey, yeah, you know, totally a two-way street. And that's what we tell everyone, Eric. That's, and, and by the way, that's why I'm going to repeat this. We tell everyone who comes in here, listen, we don't really want anything from you. Just do a good job and serve yeah. people properly. And it's going to be beautiful because then we can refer people to people yeah. we trust. And that's kind of really worked out. And yeah, maybe I was a bit surprised that you've, you survived, yeah. but it's, it's really cool. So how do people uh, find, is it orange? What's the URL for orange list? What yeah, contact it's, information it's, do you want to share? Yeah, it's orangelist.com. Um, you can reach out to me personally at eric at orangelist.com. Uh, my phone number is 289-696-5996. Um, yeah, we can set up a call. 
walk you through our services and, and kind of show you all the ways in, in which we can help and and hopefully answer you know a lot of a lot of questions that you may have. I know we didn't get into anything nitty gritty today, but it was good. It was a nice little flow and. But yeah, I'm happy to talk to you guys anytime. So appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. So hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Eric, a great guy. You can find more about Orange List at orangelist.com. And if you are listening to this and you want to come out to our next introductory real estate training class, you can register for that at canadianrealestatetraining.com. That's canadianrealestatetraining.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.